Hello and welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort and I'm here with Ola Frank. Hello. And Chelsea Stark. Hello. Hello, hello. We're back together again. Finally. Oh my God. Yeah. I've been sick. You were sick. We were were sick. We were sick together and separately, and you were gone. So this is your first. I was gone. I was happy in Canada, and then I was sick on my couch. If anyone wants to truly understand how sick I was, you can listen to the episode of Rocket that I recorded that day. Why did you? Um, Why? Because. So we we're all here together and we're working together, but with Rocket, uh, Christina's about to go on like her Microsoft Ignite tour, and I had missed the week before, and I really I did a bad thing, and I kind of forgot to tell them until I I pulled an Allegra, um, <laughs> <laughs> until you know the week that I was leaving that I couldn't be on the show because I was in Canada. Um, and I didn't want to miss another week. And plus, I also record that show from my bed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a certain morbid satisfaction, I think, from recording a podcast where everyone can truly tell just how much you are suffering, but you're still doing it for you, listeners, except the listeners then had to listen to me croaking. For God, the mouthfeel so. on that idea is really horrible. It's like both Thank respectable you. and infuriating. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it was bad. I probably shouldn't have done it. Everyone told me to go to the doctor, but I didn't. And now I'm fine. Um, are you fine? <laughs> No, we my just nose is hands. still full of garbage and my cough I is know. resounding through my chest. The thing is, so you, I can tell, are sick. But Thank me, you. do I sound sick to you? Do I look no. sick? No. I feel 100% because I think I had like a quick flu or something. Interesting. So I had none of these symptoms. I just had horrible body aches where like... Doing anything but being asleep was in was just excruciatingly painful for me. It sounds miserable. It kind of sounds like you just had intense depression. Well, also that, but that's what I'm having today. But hey, <laughs> listeners, if we are conducting an audience survey to better serve you, so if you would like to offer feedback on whether we should continue the Polygon Medical Show, it takes no more than five minutes, and it really helps out the show. So take the survey at voxmedia.com/podsurvey. Not a joke or a bit. Did seem like a bit, though. <laughs> Made it sound like a bit. It's not a bit. It's here in my document, and it's highlighted it's in yellow. medical show. Yeah. Mm. So let us know if you want us to pivot that way. My ailments. <laughs> the Rochefort's anatomy. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> it sounds gross. No, really. <laughs> it's a porn show. <laughs> Just use your cough button, woman. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, we have an exciting show today. Uh, first off, we're going to start with a pitch session. We're going to help Allegra workshop something that she really, really wants. Um, and then we're going to play a little thought game, a thought experiment. And then, of course, we're going to hit the um, culture news of the week, which is the Star Wars trailer, which came out and got everybody really heated. And then, finally, we'll end with a game recommendation from me. And you will know about that when we get there. But first, so... In Pokemon Go, Mm -hmm. there is a Halloween event that is happening right now. And featured in that Halloween event, uh, well, we've got Double Candy, which rules. We've got Darkrai Raids. That's awesome. And then there are some unique Pokemon in Halloween costumes that you can catch, such as Pikachu wearing a Mimikyu costume. Costume? A possum. (laughs) Bulbasaur wearing, I honestly don't know what. Wait, what is is the Bulbasaur wearing? What is Bulbasaur wearing? It's a mask for, um... Is it... What's that Pokemon that like 
Ariados, not Ariados. It's like this Pokemon, and the way you evolve it is like its skin sheds. So Ew. it's just like what? the skin of some bug. He's Shedinja. Shedinja. Yep, yes. it's Shedinja. He's wearing a Shedinja mask. It's like a very lazy costume. Squirtle's got a little top hat, and Charmander is wearing a Cubone little hat. A little, like, a, it's a little, um, it almost looks like the hoodie, the hood part of a hoodie. I, Charmander I, looks super cute. I tried to Google Bulbasaur Halloween costume and just got actual Halloween costumes. <laughs> That's super great. Including a, you know. Sexy Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to be sexy Bulbasaur for Halloween. No. Finally. Glad you got that sorted. <laughs> now our uh, boss, our boss, former boss for Allegra, Chris Grant. He's always going to be my boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in your soul. Mm-hmm. He caught a shiny female Halloween costume Charmander. Now, Allegra Frank. Yes. Tell us how this makes you feel. You know how I mentioned briefly how I'm feeling intense depression? Yes. You reiterating the story made it worse. Well, <laughs> okay. It doesn't inspire envy or joy or It does not inspire envy or joy. Now here is why. As many of you know, probably all of you know, I love Charmander. It is my favorite Pokémon. Frankly, it is my favorite fictional character. I personally identify with Charmander. Why? Because I love it. Charmander has no attributes. It was the first. (sighs) First of all, Chelsea, you can leave anytime. (laughs) Second of all, Charmander was the first virtual friend I ever had. And I love Charmander so much. Anytime I see anything Charmander related, I will buy it. I have 12 Charmander in my room. Etc. And even more at my mom's house. So, oh dear. When they announced this event and there was a special costume Charmander, of course I was like, oh my God, I need all of those Charmander. I need to catch every Charmander that exists of this Halloween event. Um, but it is very hard to find in the wild. Simone, as my fellow Pokemon Go player, have you seen one yet? Nope. Exactly. I have not. only seen Mimikyu Pikachus. Same. I've only seen Mimikyu Pikachu, which I have a lot of because they're very cute. I did just see a random Charmander today, and it made me scream in the street, but it was just a normal Charmander. Did you just stop and go, oh! I went, oh, my God! But it was a regular Charmander, and then I... Um, I still caught it by using an Ultra Ball because I can't lose Charmander. You can't let go of Charmander. Uh, but it was not special. So we have a Slack room for Pokemon Go chats at Vox Media. And Christopher Grant on Monday posted, oh, I got a real lucky one this weekend. He posted a screenshot. It was a shiny Halloween female Charmander. And one another thing about me, other than loving Charmander, is I love all women Pokemon because, duh. So, well, here's another important fact. Yes. Every time I look at the page for a Pokemon on Bulbapedia, the gender ratio is out of control. Especially. And for example, for Charmander, eighty-seven point five percent male, twelve point five percent female. Yeah. And this is across the board. It's similar for, for literally every... all Pokemon. Does this like, all starters? Like, is there something about Charmanders? This just make sense biologically, Pokemon. No, it does not. And my no. my good friend explained it to me once, but I don't remember how they explained it. They had a justification. Well, I think I don't know I don't what your understand. friend said. 
but as your other friend, this is the justification I will give you. Uh, as your one other friend. Did Charmander, do they lay egg? Well, it's not just Charmander, as Simone it's all was saying. Them. It's like all starter Pokemon and a ton of other Pokemon. Okay. The reason is because you can only get that one starter at the beginning, right? You can't catch more Charmander or whatever in Pokemon Red and Blue. Like you just, that's the one Charmander and you can't catch a squirrel and you can't catch a Bulbasaur. You made your choice. But that's in later games, when they have breeding, there's the whole, you can breed with a ditto, and you can, oh, sorry, in this game with Gross. breeding in red and blue, you can breed. But, wait, no, there were no genders in that game. The whole point <laughs> is. Gender is a lie. The whole point is if you had a female Charmander, it would be incredibly easy to breed that Charmander with anything. Because ditto is also hard to find. So if you have a male Charmander but not a female Charmander, you can't breed it with anything. Because you need to breed it with a female Charmander. But if you have a female Charmander, the mother's species is dominant. So you can breed a female Charmander with a male, like, freaking, the joke is always Whale Lord, which is creepy. And you will still get a baby Charmander. What? That's how Pokemon work? Yes. No! That doesn't make sense. They're all like, that's like breeding a dog with a cat and getting a dog. Yeah, that's how that works. No. So that is why... It's very hard to get a female. Okay. Well, whatever to that. Now, <laughs> the goal of this is uh, Chris Grant has this extremely rare Charmander, mm-hmm. and you want it. Yes. So we are going to try to find an argument to make Chris Grant trade you this Charmander. I guess my first question for you is what do you have to offer in return? Okay. So let me tell you where I have already started, and you guys maybe can help me course yeah, correct. Sure. Because yesterday or Monday I saw him and we traded. And here's the thing. I wanted to trade for that Charmander. So obviously I was already starting to make my pitch. My pitch to him was this. I have nothing to offer you. What? Because I don't have any Pokemon that you don't have. But I will give you human dollars. Okay. (laughs) I know this was starting really weak and now I'm like... Mm-hmm. It took a turn. It took a twist. To which he said, I don't want your money. To which I said, is it because I don't have any money? To which he said, yes. To which I said, you would know that as you used to be my boss. Okay, so you seeded ground very quickly. I know. Yes. Have you thought about the thing? Like, here's what Chris needs in his life. Okay. I think it's just mostly sleep because he has two young children. Yes. So why don't you just babysit his children? Okay, so I would I could offer to babysit his children, and in return, he doesn't need to pay me. He would just have to give me the Charmander. Yes. Okay. That's the one thing I know he needs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else he needs. Tools? Rare game cartridges and yes. consoles? Yes. Do you have any Sega Genesis's? <sighs> I don't. Sega Genesis. Look. Genesis. You could listen to him talk about home... Um, Re- reconstruction, what's mm-hmm. it called? Yes. When you redo a home. Yes. yes. Renovation. Renovation, that's the word. You could listen to him talk about home renovation and uh, property values in Philly mm-hmm. and possibly New Jersey. Yeah. Um, how much money did you offer him? Well, we didn't get to the number because he immediately How much money down, would you offer? It. I would probably offer him about a third of my next paycheck. 
You don't have that much money? Well, how much money? That's like $100. (laughs) I don't get paid that much money right here. I'd probably offer him $100. Okay. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna keep Pokemon Go open now, and I'm gonna try to catch this Pokemon so I can get a hundred dollars. Here's another. Uh, I mean, Chris Grant would probably be happy if you contributed more money to your 401k, um, something he has praised me for in the past, <laughs> which is why I am his favorite child. Wow, uh, I thought I was. He's gonna give you the Charmander. Hell yeah! Oh, oh my so, god, if Simone walks in next week, like do 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 do. I think Allegra would literally push me out the window. I would probably but she'd cry. catch the phone and be like, Yoink. Yeah, <laughs> she. I no, I actually, I would smash the phone into little bits and push you out the window. Oh yeah, because the Pokemon that's been traded once can't be can't traded, traded again. again. And I would leave. <gasps> this oh recording. my god, and this country, <laughs> and this. I would be so angry, and I would go stalk him down and be like, "What the." Fuck. Look, I'm I'm gonna be on the hunt now. Forever. I have to say, I genuinely would not do that to you because I know you would be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, for all the reasons we've mentioned, like my favorite Pokemon, shiny makes it extra rare. Mm-hmm. Female makes it super rare. It's a Halloween Charmander, so already it's time best limited. Holiday. Is it best- cute? It's, it's cute. very cute. Look at look up if you can the Halloween Charmander. Everybody, hey, I I've already discovered googling costumes. We're not going there again. <laughs> this is true. But for the listeners, now, if you have not seen it, let, let's let's try your your pitch again. Yes, let's, I'm Chris Grant. Okay, so taking into account what you both have offered here, Chris Grant, <laughs> it's been a while. I know last time we talked didn't necessarily go so well. I offered. To give you human dollars for your virtual Charmander, and you said no. Correctly, I have no human dollars, but I can offer you other things in response or in trade for this Charmander. I know that you are a tired, wonderful father of two, and you spend so much time with them. You work from home. They love you dearly. They want to spend all of their waking moments with you. But sometimes you need a break. Babysitting, that's expensive. Shunting the kids off to a family member, that's not fair to them. Maybe you all want to do something together. Maybe you all want to take it out. Here's what I have for you. I can take one for the team and I will babysit the kids. No need to pay me. No need. I don't need monetary compensation. All I need, Chris Grant, is to see the wonderful renovations you've been doing on your home. I'm very curious about the property taxes, especially in Philadelphia, now that you yourself are a landlord and a homeowner two times over now. I'm so curious to learn from you about the renovating process because I think that you are so, so well-versed in home legal uh, fees and knowledge and all these other things I know nothing about. I am a know-nothing, Chris Grant. All I ask in return, other than this conversation of you telling me about your home ownership life, Mm -hmm. is one thing and it is to do a, a trade, a, just a little yeah. Pokemon a trade. trade, Pokemon Go trade. Oh. Wouldn't cost you much, Stardust. I know that's important to you in Pokemon Go. It's so important to him. It's so important to you. It would cost you but a tithe. <laughs> and we are best friends, so you already get that discount. And I would trade you any Pokemon I have that you like for your 
shiny female Halloween Charmander. Now, I know that's a tough, tough one for you because it is rare indeed. But there are so few people in this world who think this deeply about your needs, who care about what you want. Because as a father and as a homeowner who (laughs) renovates a second home in the back of your first home, when is it ever about you? It's about the children. It's about the new countertops that you are putting in marble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are they? I think so. I've seen them. It's about the smart appliances and all those things that you're doing. I want you to feel like something is about you in this world. And for just giving me that Charmander, a wonderful person to take care of it, someone who will really cherish it and take close, close care of it, pay attention to it. I think you're running at like five minutes on this pitch. And Chris, thinking think, about Chris Grant, his response would be at least five times as long. It would be ten long. minutes long. <laughs> it would be like a 30-minute conversation. Uh, listen, Allegra, maybe I got you. I'm going to go to Japan in what? Four weeks? Okay. What if I do a trade on your behalf and bring Chris the Japan exclusives? Oh, shit. Why didn't we think about that first? That would have been freaking easy. Yo, just get some freaking ass, get some freaking ass exclusive Japanese. Chelsea, give that to Chris Grant. He'll give you anything. And then he, you will have to say, listen, I will give you this rare Japanese Pokemon, but the only thing you got to do, you give me whatever the heck you want, but you got to give Allegra the shiny Charmander. Well, but hold them hostage. What are you doing for me? <gasps> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Well, Allegra, I think we might have to work on that, uh, but we can save it for another week because I'm sure that this conversation will be ongoing. I would also like to offer a correction. Remember when I talked about the listener survey? I clicked the link and it is expired, so I guess we're <laughs> done doing that. <laughs> So I hope nobody decided to fill that out in the middle of your commute. You must have been pretty disappointed when you couldn't fill out a survey after I told you to. Thank you, everyone who did fill out that survey. I'm sure someone, not me, probably Ross Miller, has looked at your answers and appreciated your thoughts. But now it's time for our thoughts (laughs) with a thought experiment. Chelsea. Yeah. Explain the segment. Okay, so I, as y'all know, I have been playing Luigi's Mansion 3, which I can't talk about more than I did last week because, or two weeks ago? Secrets. Because it is embargoed. <gasps> uh, the re- My review will be out on Monday, though, so you can <gasps> read the full thing. Fun stuff. Yeah. But, the game is out Halloween? Uh, Halloween. Cool. It should be out earlier. I agree. Frankly, yeah, whatever. Anyway. I want to get in the mood for spooky things. Anyway, point of this is that It is not a secret that you're Luigi, who is rescuing captured toads, Mario, and Princess Peach, who have been put into paintings by some ghosts. And I just, and like, there's a cute segment in the start of the game where Mario and 
Luigi talk to each other. And then Peach is also there. And hmm. I just am thinking about Peach and I'm like looking at her design. And I'm like, Princess Peach deserves a lot better. Mm-hmm. She is literally only exists to be woman. Yes. <laughs> to be woman. Well, to be woman archetype. Uh, I did like that Nintendo did put her and Mario in separate bedrooms. I was like, at least nice. oh my setting God. the ground rules. The 1940s married couple. <laughs> I know. And frankly, as modern couples should be. But yes. carry on. Enough about my initiative. Someone snores. <laughs> Anti-bed maybe. sharing initiative. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think that it's just like, I want to think about what game would do Peach justice because okay. obviously she's in Smash Brothers as a playable character, but I also feel like she doesn't have to be like a badass. Like what kind of game could we design that would do Princess Peach justice, make her like a fully fledged character? Because I think that uh, Luigi's Mansion actually makes Luigi have a lot more depth than Mario. Mm-hmm. So I have a quick question about ground rules. Yeah. So should in our pitch or design of a Peach game? Should she be the main character or a character? It should be like, in the same way that it's Luigi's Mansion and Super Mario World, it should be, be Super Peach's, Peach Mansion. Super Peach Peach's Mansion. mansion. <laughs> okay, then my second question is, there is Super Princess Peach, the DS game, the platformer, so should we try to avoid... She's just ripping off Mario there. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's okay. not her thing. She needs her thing. Her what is thing. her thing? Okay. My initial thought building off of, okay, what a princess does. A princess is in many ways a leader and an exemplar for her country, mm-hmm. I think. Um, she is, she lives in a castle. She's building things. I think that Peach should have a city builder or a city sim where she is improving and perfecting the Mushroom Kingdom. It would be called Peach's World. <laughs> Okay. World of Peachcraft. Oh, well, Peachcraft is good. I like Peachcraft. Peachcraft is good. I, I, I whiffed it on the title, but I think you can agree that my mechanics are sound. I think that it is a good game because this is like, okay, she, Peach is designing the Mushroom Kingdom. She's like really thinking about city planning and like what people mm-hmm. are going to like. Mm-hmm. Maybe we give it some kind of like happiness score or like maybe she doesn't care about happiness maybe she's just a firm dictator i think peach cares about happiness yeah i think so too i also like this idea because it would help to develop the members of the mushroom kingdom as well Mm. giving the toadstools Mm. some you don't like that sorry i i got hung up on members of the mushroom kingdom (laughs) (laughs) what are they called mushroom kingdom citizens yeah the the subjects denizens mushroom subjects (laughs) um yeah, yeah, I think that would rule actually, and it would it could be potentially very cute graphic wise, oh. even if it were a sort of top down or isometric city builder. Ooh, yeah, because so like ass Nintendo graphics, because all these different like when characters do get their own games, other than Mario, like a lot of them come with special graphical styles, right? Like Yoshi games lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm thinking about <gasps> it that way too. It could be really okay. cute. Yeah, and I feel like there's no reason to like defeminize Peach because I I am definitely one to avoid that trend of like let's just make the girl a badass. Yeah, and I just think like that. Ah, no, actually, like, and I think that you could just roll roll in with the pink, and be like, yes, this is her fucking aesthetic because it's her city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that idea. I think I would do. Oops. I just dropped a plastic water bottle on the floor for anyone listening. Mm. 
Wow. It was empty. I don't even want to continue on. That was no, rude. you have to. It's okay. So anyway, um, I think I would like to build on what Simone suggested, but instead of making the sort of city building management sim the entire game, perhaps making it part of a larger mm. game, a la something like Nino Kuni 2. <gasps> I was thinking that oh, when you said larger game, I was like, oh, Nino Kuni 2. Nino Kuni 2, or one of my personal favorite games, Little King's Story, which is like a- Little um, King's Story? Yes, I know it's a bad name, but it's a great game. What is this? I've never heard of this game. It's a wonderful game on the Wii, and- also PC now, actually. But you play as a little king. So a little would, king? Yes, a, okay. as in a small king. And that would be Princess Peach in this. And A boy he, king? Yes. Okay. And he has like to like... Like a child king? Yes. So he has to sort of assign his subjects to different tasks where they have to just, you know, run and construct different kinds of stores and outposts. And then also he has to recruit some of them for his little army. And then they follow him like a lot around the area, like Pikmin or something. Hell yeah. And you go outside of the main kingdom area into the wilderness, which is populated by like evil kings evil or kings. monsters. And then you have to come up with like strategic attack plans. Oh my God. It's a really fun game. Wait, I now I'm thinking about like an XCOM or Fire Emblem style game where Peach is like, I guess in Fire Emblem Three Houses, she'd be the instructor, right? Or something like that. Yeah. But now, so she's just telling Mario and Luigi exactly what to do. Yeah, like she's the like tactical leader here. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea. I mean, I want her to get her skirt, her, you know, her hem dirty as well. But I think I like the idea of her having like a dedicated group of toads that we also kind of get to know. And they, you know, help construct the town and we get to divine that, you know, we are designing the Mushroom Kingdom. But then there are or there is evil outside of Mushroom Kingdom. And you know what? She doesn't always have to call him Mario. So she goes outside of the kingdom and she goes and she takes care of some of these big bads on her own. Hmm. I like it. Sort of like borrowing a little bit from Rabbids, a little bit, or Mario versus Rabbids, a little bit from XCOM, mm-hmm. or, which is Mario versus Rabbids. Sorry, a little bit from Fire Emblem is the <laughs> other thing I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tactics games. That'd tactics. Be- um, yes. City building and tactics. I feel like those are frankly two things Peach would be good at. Yeah. I, oh, I was also thinking about taking the diplomacy route because I'm hearing oh. a lot of people talking about Outer Worlds right now, and it, which is a game where you could just like level up your charisma insanely. And I was like, what if this was a, like a diplomacy sim where Peach had to meet with other world leaders and she had to like practice like just like negotiating Mario for United Nations sim. I like know, this is the dorkiest like, thing ever. It could be like a Phoenix Wright type thing. Ooh, yeah. Where you're doing debates. Oh my God. Oh, that'd be fun. I was thinking civilization, but that's, yes. Phoenix Wright is much better. Or there, oh, you could even like do some that. subterfuge and like, I don't know what you could do to your enemies, but like plant, plant rumors or whispers and like, I don't know. Yeah, very court intrigue game. Court intrigue. There are not enough court intrigue games to begin with. Frankly, mm. I agree. And I, I think that a lot of people like playing games where you can max out different like charisma, persuasion, all of those skills. Yeah. I, why can't Peach do all those things? She's probably why got some Peach diplomacy. Do those things. All right. So we want Peach's city building, XCOM style, um, 
court intrigue mm-hmm. strategy game. <laughs> and Jelani, who was out of the studio for this whole conversation, has come back to a new world where Peach is the game of the year now. Yes. Uh, we still don't have a title. We don't have a title. I, Shoot. I, I mean, I did just say a really good title, but it was a bit long and I don't think it fit on a box. Well, what if it was just Peachcraft? Peachcraft. I, I did like that. I do like Thank that, you. too. You're right. I'm a winner. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. World of Peachcraft. There we go. Blizzard won't get mad at all. It is time to talk about the Star Wars trailer and mainly one specific thing in the Star Wars trailer. If you don't want to hear speculation based on one line in a Star Wars trailer, <laughs> get the flip out of here. I don't know why the hell you would even be listening. Some people avoid them, them new trailers because oh of those God. spoilers. Yeah, However, yeah. we regret to inform you that C-3PO is on Death Watch. Ugh. Allegra, explain. Yeah, so there's a new Star Wars trailer, blah, blah, blah. It's boring because like, yo, I'm into it. I'm going to see the movie day one anyway. Calm yourself. It ain't boring. It's a pretty good trailer. It's a good trailer. A lot of stuff happens. It's beautiful. I'm very excited for this movie. One thing that happens that I do not like is toward the end, I'd say, kind of more than halfway through the trailer, there's a quick scene where Poe Dameron asks C-3PO, what's going on? What are you thinking? Because he seems kind of down. And C-3PO says that... He's just taking one last look at his friends before he has to say goodbye. And the people <gasps> facing him are like R2-D2, Chewbacca, Poe, Finn, Rey, all the, all all the people. The, all the Star Wars. All the Star Wars warriors. Um, so it's like, it seems as though C-3PO is bidding farewell because he is going to die. Especially because the reaction after that is R2-D2 and Chewbacca, like, freaking out. Like, R2-D2 is, like, nuzzling C-3PO's leg and making his little upset sounds. And then Chewbacca's, like, and, like, crying. It's a very big Disney, big Disney mood. (laughs) Do you, I mean, Allegra. Yes. Don't you remember in, I mean, like, he's already been brought back from the dead before by Chewbacca in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. I so, know. like, he's a robot. Here's the thing, though, Chelsea, mm-hmm. is that C-3PO, Chelsea P.O. Yeah. entered Empire Strikes Back was the fifth movie, or sorry, the second movie in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was brought back. Was he? I can't remember. Was he brought back in that movie, as in he died in that movie and then was brought back? He was just disassembled. Like, he was just a bunch of pieces, and, like, Chewie had him all strapped to his back and stuff. Okay. So, yes. So, one, that just happened in this movie. He was disassembled. Not as much drama there. This is the final movie in the Skywalker saga, which is all three of the trilogies, right? This is the final Skywalker-related story. So, it's, like, chronologically the last thing. The way C-3PO was talking did not sound like that bench was about to be disassembled for Chewbacca to wear as his new backpack. You know what I mean? It sounded like he was about to do a suicide mission. Oh, I don't know. No. What, I mean, I, what was or, your read? Or was I it... have alternate suggestions. Okay. Yeah. One, it is widely known that C-3PO is a very anxious droid who is prone to making dramatic statements about how everyone is going to die in many scenarios. 
Although the mood and the music in this moment in the trailer was somber, perhaps in the final film, it will be revealed that the scene is in fact comedic and C-3PO is just being a dramatic robot as usual. <laughs> yeah, he he complained a lot about being disassembled despite not having any actual pain receptors. He can't feel pain. He's a droid. I mean, the whole beginning of the first Star Wars movie ever is just him being a whiny hypochondriac yeah. droid. No, I you love him. I love him. Yes, I relate to him. So I swear to God, there are two people in this movie who need to survive. Mm -hmm. Everyone else can suck my booty hole and die. Suck. But C-3PO C-3PO must live. And who else? Chewbacca. So you're saying that BB-8 can suck your booty hole and die. <laughs> okay, I do like BB-8. He's second tier. Wow. I have an alternate <laughs> suggestion. C-3PO in this moment, in the film, is viewing through his robot eyes a home video of his journeys with Luke and Han Solo and Leia Organa through the galaxy. Once he finishes viewing this video, it will be deleted forever. He is taking one last look at his friends who are dead. Mm. Mm, that's a read. That is a read. I like that. But what about the idea that all of the people in the room except him are going to die? I like that too. It's yeah. going to be a, oh. I think they already did that with Rogue One. I don't think they can do it again. That movie's not canon. That was our alternate yes, it take it on It literally this. is canon. That movie it's sucks. super canon. Wow. It's in the Disney canon universe. Super non canonical to my heart. Okay. Well, <laughs> third option for C3PO, as you just alluded to, Allegra. Yeah. I'm taking one last look at my friends. And then he pulls a gun out of his back and kills everyone. That would be the definition of a glow up right there. <laughs> he, he like turns that switch onto his back that's like just normal C-3PO sweet mode. And it's like, actually, there's a kill mode switch <gasps> kill there. Kill switch. And he, except the kill switch means kill everyone. Not his <laughs> eyes glow like the Terminator. <gasps> I yeah. want to see some evil red-eyed oh C-3PO's. Maybe that's why R2 and Chewbacca are freaking out because they're the only ones who have known him long enough to know that this is a thing he has. Yeah, yeah. his kill switch. Um, I don't imagine that either of you played Halo 4. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, I played Halo 4 back when I had decided to play more video games. I, I can't recommend it. See. I can't recommend playing more video games. I can't recommend playing Halo 4. Um, and it has a story about Cortana, his his female AI companion, going rampant. Rampant? Rampant, I, yeah. Yeah, and suddenly Cortana's memory corrupts and, di uh -oh. and she dies. She sacrifices herself, actually, to oh. save Mr... Uh, Master Chief, Mr. Chief, Mr. Master, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Master Chief. I like, I like the idea that like every male video game character you feel inclined to call Mister. <laughs> Mister Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> Mister Marcus Phoenix. Mister Luigi. Mister Luigi Luigi. Um. Shame there aren't more men in video games. I know. I'm the only one. Mr. God of War. Uh, so, but she, you know, so what, it, I don't want to, I don't think that he has the rampancy from the Halo canon, but what if he's just like, I don't know, his circuits are old. He's, he needs like a firmware update. He didn't get the new iOS patch. And it's like hard to 
get that or he's thinking he might die if he doesn't get it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Like he just he becomes obsolete tech. No! It's really a shame because you can't recycle C-3PO's when they <laughs> burn no. out. They're made of rare they earth minerals. They C-3PO I, recycle centers. I cannot find the box to drop off my C-3PO. <laughs> I took him movie. to Home Depot and they didn't have a place. Well, okay. So we'll stay tuned for Star Wars to find out what indeed happens to C-3PO. December 20th, maybe? 20th? I don't know. 19th. 20th? Is that going to be my Christmas Eve movie this year? Oh my god! Maybe. It's no, I mean that or Little Women. Oh women! Or, oh, it's got to be Little Women or Simone Cats. Fuck! If I I'm never gonna be able to convince my mom to see fucking Cats. No, she had to watch that VHS so many times when I was a kid. <laughs> I know, but like, that's why. Wait, I think you you, would see you it. inflicted Cats crimes on your mom? Simone I was mean, a cat's head. Presumably, she got me that VHS at some point, but I mean, I didn't have to watch it as much as I did. And I was at as Simone's, an adult, it I was, is disturbing. I was at your house, and that's when I watched Cats for the first time. You watched only a fraction of Cats. It was too much Cats. I know. All Cats <laughs> is too much Cats. Um, but yeah, my tradition with my mom and my brother is to go see a movie on Christmas Eve. Um, last year we saw Mary Poppins. We, were, we took a long time trying to remember, like go back through the years and figure out what the hell we had watched. And it took us a really long time to figure out that we had watched three billboards. I think the year before that is our happy family Christmas Eve oh my movie. God. You should, yeah, um, you should be making like a, ugh, never mind. I'm sorry I said even a mention scrapbooking, but you know, like. Yeah, you should see Little list. Women if you want to see Oh, I'm going to see Little Women. I'm going to tell her about it. Anyway. All right, we're going to wrap it up with what have I been playing? The only one playing video games she can talk about. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea can't talk about Luigi's Mansion. Uh, you haven't played anything new because you've been sick and dead. And also just obsessing over that Charmander. I'm obsessing over the Charmander to upset. Um, You've played a lot of games. I've played a lot of games because I've been trying to cram in a bunch of stuff for Game of the Year voting, which I have to do this week. So I'm finally going to actually play Telling Lies. Ha ha ha. Um, but I played a little bit of East Shade, which was very good. I'll maybe talk about that when I play a little more of it. I played Devotion, which Allegra talked about on a previous episode. Um, unfortunately, you can't play that because they took it down, but it is extraordinarily good and definitely going on my list. Yay. And I also played a game called Islanders, which is a delightful, soothing little building sim uh, where you start out on a tiny island um, and you can choose between two kinds of resources. Um, And you spend points to put down that resource on your tiny island and then you get points when the resource basically acts in the correct way. So if I put down... A seaweed farm, I think I, I that costs a point. But when I put down the um, thing to harvest all the seaweed from the seaweed farm, I get points. And if I put more seaweed farms in proximity to that thing, the point I get more points for like every seaweed farm a new farm is near, plus the harvester, and it all just adds up. And it sounds like a Settlers of Catan. It kind sounds of. super complicated, but it's not because you're just looking at you. You have a little building, and you hover it over the map. And you see where the number is biggest, and then you click yes, and then the building goes down, and then you have a little house. Um, oh, I hit the table so hard with my hand. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> this is why I can only play simple games. Um, and basically, you're just putting things down, and as you gather more points, you'll every time you kind of put down most of the items in that round, you will um, be offered again two choices of um, things. And maybe it's another, do I want a seaweed farm or a brewery? Do I want a um, a city center or a uh, brick yard? That kind of thing. Got it. And you're just trying to put down things that are complementary to each other. Um, and some things are not complementary to each other. For example... With the brickyards, um, they don't like to be too close together. So if I put one brickyard in range of another brickyard, that'll give me negative points. Um, or I'll, I'll lose points for that thing. I might gain points because it's close to other things that it likes. But um, ultimately, I want to get the most points possible so that I can unlock a new island. And when you unlock a new island, you wave bye-bye to your first island. Oh. And then you zoom on to the new one. Um, and it might have different topography. I ended up on an island that was just like a ton of fractured fractured islands you know with very little no grass barely any trees a lot of rocks and it was very sad and difficult um but then some of them have lots of trees and grass and what just quick, quick questions yeah are the islands randomly generated they are Ooh. quick pause because bob has got to blow Ooh. get it girl gonna blow Mama's gonna, mama's gonna blow, mama's gonna. Thank you for quoting that because I think about it every time. <laughs> I think I'll make it. I'll be mama's okay. Mama's gonna blow, mama's everywhere. Oh, mama's better. Okay, yeah. So you did, you did it right. <laughs> Thank you. I don't um, know what you're singing. I, it's that song from uh, what's the musical? The unfortunately named musical Gypsy. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfortunate. Resuming. <laughs> um, yes, the islands are randomly generated, and I, I think you could just keep going basically forever. Um, and it's very, it's soothing. I know I made it sound stressful by maybe talking about a lot of numbers and items, but it's ultimately just like moving things around this like pretty... Um, What's the word for it? It's not pixel, but it's the um, it's polygonal art. Voxel? Voxel. I think it's voxel-esque. Ooh, I do like voxel stuff. Art. Um, just putting things where they belong and watching the numbers go up, and I really enjoy it. This sounds very much like a you thing. Tell yeah. me about your first island. What did you put? Like, it was bad. What is your what is Simone's like building strategy? Yeah, is it just supposed to be like you satisfying the points or are you trying to actually design something cute and livable? You know, I started trying to make it cute and livable and that really just does not work, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz with especially like houses and stuff, you get more points if they're close to a city center. So, I'm, you know, jamming houses and mansions it, as close to the city center as I can get them. And it's just like a big pile of houses. Um, it's really the the more important thing to manage rather than like building a beautiful city is spacing and just being able to put as many things close to what generates points for them as possible. Um, so like if I run out of space to put houses around my city center, then... Maybe I'll put houses around my uh, brewery. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll get less points for it than mm-hmm. I would otherwise. 
You don't need space between them. You just jam them all together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is there like an end goal here or it's really just like as long as you want to. Points, baby! To get like the mass, most amount of points. Yeah, you know, I don't think that there's a final island or anything. Yeah. I think you just keep going. Because it's randomly generated. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering. You just move through this world, building up islands and leaving them to their, their lives. So many islands. Not giving them a good balance of things. Some of them, you know, no farms. <laughs> Just breweries and seaweed farms. Just breweries. Breweries. Breweries, woodcutters, and seaweed farms. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that sounds like a sustainable in, like, yeah. Sure. It it sounds like you're making the Pacific Northwest. What are they eating? Actually, (laughs) are they just drinking beer? This is in your blood. I I think they're eating the seaweed. You eat the seaweed, you drink the beer, and you chop the wood. Yep, that's what you're right. That's Washington State. It's reflective of my lived reality. Mm, sustainable <laughs> kelp. Oh, God. So, yeah, that is uh, my recommendation for the week. It's on Steam. I think it's like 15 bucks. PC and Mac. PC and Mac. So, um, when you play, you don't have a PC, right? So, when you're recommending a Steam game, you're always recommending Mac. Mac. Well, here's the thing, Chelsea. Oh, you, you borrowed the Alienware. I borrowed the Alienware laptop. You guys have a laptop now? Mm-hmm. Yes. I have a laptop now. Um, and uh, I'm proud of you for using Steam again. I had to. <laughs> I was forced into it. I do not enjoy it. I do not appreciate it. Folks, so yeah, I am, uh, I'm trying to use Steam as little as possible. I'm trying to, if I can, like buy codes directly like through Itch and download their, the, the client um, because I hate using Steam. I uninstalled it from all of my machines in a fit of rage. Why, Simone? Because it sucks. The interface sucks. It is a very Interacting bad interface. Interacting with it is miserable. It makes me so mad. Also, fuck the man, man. Oh, fuck the man. Valve is freaking capitalist. They're a monopoly, man. No, they're not. I mean, okay. Not no. anymore, baby. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm not Epic gonna, Games, I'm baby. not going to get involved. I'm yeah. not, not going to do this. <laughs> Epic <laughs> Games! I don't care. I don't know. No, I literally right. do not give a single shit about... Um, <laughs> anything else i just don't like using steam um however this game is not on itch it's not on gog i don't think it's on epic games although i should have checked but um i so i i had to go to where the source was and i need to play games for game of the year or else i will die so i went to steam i installed it on the alienware laptop because it's what i had um and because i was using polygon's press account I'm not shaming you. I know. I, know, I am. But fuck I'm proud. The man. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud of Simone. <laughs> Thank you. Well, be my friend on Steam. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you liked it, you can't fill out our survey because it's gone. <laughs> but you can still rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can, of course, still share it with a friend, share it on Twitter, Facebook, whatever the hell you want to do. Um, I appreciate that when you do it. It's cool of you. Thanks, everyone. This has been The Polygon Show. <laughs> <laughs>